Coming up on this episode, it's Spooktober, and we're here to talk about some scary stuff on this Halloween Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 189, recorded October 15th, 2020. Matt is trying to send me a, a title while I'm doing this. <clears throat> recorded October 15th, 2020, streaming while quarantining Halloweening. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I That is too long. I don't think legally I can call it that, but I will try. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, uh, the debate podcast that even though two presidents are having debates on television tonight. This really is the best debate you can be watching. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a man so scary, Freddy Krueger wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. How's it going? Uh, Spooktober is finally upon us. Uh, well, two things. One, we're halfway through October. Uh, but also, um, yeah, I have no Halloween spirit this year. Yeah, this uh, it's our first show in October, I, I think. It is, yep. If I if I did the math correctly, um, and like you said, it is it is already half over because that's how months work. But um, yeah, what what tell me what what why don't you have any Halloween spirit? What's what's going on? Well, it's two things. What's going on, champ? The bigger thing what's going is on? when we, when we did our fall episode many years ago. Uh, I expressed an opinion that I continue to actually. We did a whole episode on Halloween. I think. Um, I think Halloween is a bullshit holiday, and I don't care for it in general. That being said, this year in particular, I think, has been so scary. Um, and the fact that Halloween is is a communal holiday to some degree, right? It's a holiday where you go door to door and talk and touch people. You know what I mean? It's it's a very – it's not like a Thanksgiving where you're in your home type of thing. It is a very out-and-about holiday, a very in-your-face holiday. And that's just not fun this year. So I'm not I'm not digging Halloween in any way, shape, or form. I don't know. I, I know you're excited, Matt. So I, I I take it my invitation for you to come over to my big Halloween social gathering, maskless, mask optional, where we bob for apples for two hours. I, I guess that's that's got to be kind of out of the out of the question, right? Yeah, I mean, I appreciated the fact that you're licking all the unwrapped candy yourself. It's a very generous thing as host, but I just don't think that's I'm going right. to be able to make it. I have to taste every one of them. I have to make sure that I'm not poisoning anyone, you know? So Well, but the good thing um, is, is if you show up in a hazmat suit, it's kind of a costume. Sure. I, I yeah, I think actually I think there's a lot of imaginative uh costumes that people could come up with this year. Like uh anything having to do with a mask, a surgeon, or like a mummy or something. I but don't then, I don't know. But that's also like such a great headline story you're gonna see on November first where it's like Guy who dressed in in costume hazmat suit didn't realize it was medically rated, got COVID, you know, where it's like, <laughs> oh, I bought yeah. this at Party City. And you're like, I don't think that will act. I think that's just a costume. Like, I don't I don't think that counts. I like the the very topical costume of the giant masks. Have you seen that? Like the they're like comically large masks. No, I haven't. Is that a new it's thing like this a, year? 
Yeah, it's. I think it was in. I, I believe it was like a direct reference to um, the first presidential debate, right? Where Trump says the, uh, it came out here with the biggest mask I ever I've ever seen. The biggest mask ever. So people on Twitter like manipulated the size of the masks and stuff, and then they made it into a costume because it's 2020. Well, well, speaking of big Halloween things, did you see the 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 big uh, sort of uh, viral thing that was the large Home Depot skeleton? No. So Home Depot listed on their store and Halloween decorations a 12-foot tall... No, it's not 12 feet. That can't be right. I'm going to double-check the height. A giant skeleton. Um, okay. So is this like a like a lawn prop? Yes. Because <laughs> I, ima- I don't imagine you could do anything else with this. Here, other here than it is. Keep the it Home small. Accents Holiday 12-foot giant-sized skeleton. It's like as tall as your house. It costs $300... And it is hilarious, and I will put it in the Skype here so you can check it out. But um, okay, I am. Uh, I, I think everything should. If you're gonna do Halloween, big. Oh my god, they have like a video of people standing next to it, and they only go up to its hips. <laughs> this is. Uh, I love this thing. It's so stupid. Um, this is. Uh, yeah, this is huge. And also, this it is a says in here it says Halloween item type, standing decor, and that says theme, and it just says skeleton. Yeah, skeleton theme. Whatever, whatever that, that is means. enormous. It's three hundred dollars. Yep, yep. And it's out of stock. It's po- it was popular. It was it went viral for a little bit, and people were. Uh, I I love that it so far has two hundred and thirty six ratings, and the average rating is five stars. People love this. this and if you if you're wondering, there are there are customer images of this thing at people's houses on the Home Depot page, and it is awesome i'm not a big halloween guy this thing is badass oh wow the eyes glow this is great this is this is oh look someone dressed it up like a clown this is oh yeah this is good stuff so anyway you know hey look there are some bright spots in halloween if if you can if you know you could do the lazy thing or you can really go all out and buy a 300 dollars 12 foot tall skeleton for your front yard and people, people are excited about it. People are saying they want to leave it up all all year round. Well, I love How that. All the, all the kids in the neighborhood love him. The page says designed for indoor and outdoor use. I would like to know where you can put this indoors. You, like like a skyscraper a lobby maybe yeah. or something? I don't Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. It's huge. It's, it's yeah, great. People took pictures of it with their kids and it's uh, like towering over everybody. I, I do uh-huh. I do love the um, I was going through it last year um, with the Christmas stuff. I love the decorations that get more I was it Hammaker Schlemmer I saw once they had like a two-story tall inflatable Santa you could buy. like it was just so enormous it was impractical. but I was just impressed yeah. that they actually went that far. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... I, my my vision for Halloween this year is I I guess maybe I'm not as I'm not as distraught about it because I've I've uh, I've come to the terms of of like the new Halloween tradition for me is is just watch as many scary movies and sit, sit at home like every other day the o- the only thing that kind of bums me out about this Halloween is that it was going to be on a Saturday for once for a uh, um, that that makes it easier. Mm-hmm. That like just makes everything about the holiday that much simpler. Like walking around and buying the candy and stuff. But um, 
now that it's, you know, seems to just be, it's going to be different. I guess, uh, I guess it's, it's kind of a waste. It feels like a waste that it, that it was, it was like this year of all years that it would be on a, on a weekend. Well, let me ask you a question, Matt, and I should preface by saying we're not doctors and you shouldn't take our advice, but I'm curious your opinion. Cause it's really been blowing up my couple local town, Facebook groups, pro or con trick or treating this year. Should people be trick or treating this year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I think, I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. I think, uh, the, the, the candies and wrappers, right? You unwrap the can. You just be very careful. You wash your hands, right? Every piece of candy you unwrap, you wash your hands. You unwrap, you wash your hands, and and it's and you're fine. I don't think people are gonna. A lot of people are gonna go trick or treating though. I well, think a lot of towns have stay. banned it, which is kind of the controversy. Yeah. Is a lot of towns have shut it down depending on where you live. I, I am a. I have described myself as a Halloween Grinch, uh, and I stand by that. I stand by that. Um, and so I know I do think Halloween should be can I think trick or treat should be canceled. I think it's a, such an unnecessary risk at a time when we're like, all it takes is some snotty kid with COVID going house to house to house. It's like the, it's like the plague. They're just carrying it from house to house. Like it's, you're turning the whole country into a super spreader event. Yeah. But, but then the virus wins, Sean. Then well, the virus wins. And that's what drives me crazy. We have to out-tough this virus by eating candy and sitting at home. Well, but all with the, our bags of candy all the that Facebook we acquired group, from other people. All the Facebook groups are all the parents are on there and they're like, but the kids deserve this. Like they've had so much taken away, they deserve this. And it's like they had the other shit taken away because they could have gotten sick. So why wouldn't you also take this? I mean, away? let's be let's be real here about taking things away. I I feel like okay, in some scenarios, yes. Like the kids who couldn't have graduations, they had a big life moment taken away. Um, the kids who um, maybe missed a birthday because of COVID, they had to like do something else for their birthday. Yeah, that that's a major life event that had to be sacrificed. But I think on average, with the exception of families who have been directly impacted by the, by the virus, I think for the most part, what what this gave kids was an opportunity to sit at home and miss effectively miss like three or four months of school um, while everybody figured out what to do and how to do it the best way. And I, I don't know. I, I only really feel bad for the those those specific life circumstances that I think I mentioned. And maybe there are a couple others that can get thrown in there as well. Mm. But I think that was really kind of it. Like, you know, you miss graduation, you miss birthdays, but like it, it, for the most part, I think these, I think they, they, they had like four months where they could have developed a skill or like a talent or, or did so like some kind of like uh, work in the mines. Like, what are you talking about? Like a project on, you know, I'm saying like they could have learned to code they could have uh, taught themselves Mandarin Chinese. That would have been fun. Um, I'm saying this, these are things that they could have learned a musical instrument. They could have enrolled in the draft. Uh, no, Matt, listen, I think <laughs> I, I really disagree with you. And in fact, I'm almost the exact opposite because I think things like graduations are BS. And it's like nobody cares about high school graduation. It doesn't mean anything. And if you miss it, no I mean, big whoop. They mail you the degree. Yeah, but that's still a life. That's a it's life like, moment. Oh, that they worked they, so hard they, to get to. It's like everyone graduates high yeah. school. Like, what the hell are you talking? Oh, they worked so hard. Oh, they deserve to celebrate. And it's like it's a goddamn yeah. high school diploma. 
I think they should celebrate. I, I think Halloween Halloween is back on. No. I'm, I'm saying but right the, now. But the thing about trick or treating is on. If kids come to my my apartment door, I I will be uh, giving them candy and use Lots tissues. Uh, no, I Lots think of sugary candy. I I think that the um, I think what kids miss they're going to miss a year of development. Overall, I don't even think it's about learning necessarily. I think it's about the social skills of being in a classroom with other people. I think it's having face-to-face interactions with people. I'm not one of those people like, oh, the internet is killing kids and making them unable to talk to people. I don't think that's true, but I also think locking them in their homes for a year at key developmental ages, in the long run, that can't be good. So I I think it's a big problem, but I don't think if you're going to like make that sacrifice, then why sacrifice for a night of free candy that you're just going to do again next year? You know, again, it's like I, I maybe a high school graduation because it only happens once in life. I might give that to you, but like there's going to be trick or treat again next year. Like spoiler alert. I, you know what? I think they should get to trick or treat twice next year. Two honestly, Halloween. Honestly, Matt, if you were like, Oh, yeah, so we're going to make March 13th into Halloween 2 yeah. in 2021. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Fine. Like, if everyone okay. agrees to cancel this one, I'm totally okay. fine with that. All right. I, I get agree a to those date. terms. I agree to those terms. We'll reschedule Halloween <laughs> in, in the middle of March. Could, just you, could you imagine if we just got the whole up. country to agree? Be like, yes, we all shake hands. <laughs> yes, we agree. Finally, yes. the country is united around March what they 15th is postponing now Halloween, Halloween part two. <laughs> and it's usually cold on Halloween. Like March, I think, would be much better. Yeah, yeah. I would say go for February because the only holiday – what do we have in February? Valentine's Martin Luther, Day? Martin Luther King Day, right, is in February oh, or is that January? January. President's Day is it's definitely February. January. President's, President's Day, Day yeah. is February. But uh, yeah, like Halloween – And know. Valentine's Halloween, Day. You know what? You could line Halloween up with Valentine's Day. They both have to do with candy. Uh-huh. You know? And hearts in different ways. One is love and one is like disfigurement. Yeah, like bloody heart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see no problem with this. People watch movies on Valentine's Day. People watch better movies on Halloween. Mm, okay. So I think I think that's uh, I think this is I think we may have something here. Well, Matt, let's Start talk a new tradition. Let, let's talk mm. about the point of this episode. So you informed me that we never really had a good plan for this month that we were going to do something spooky, scary. But you informed me that you had created a list. A, a uh, Halloween bucket list, as it was loosely described to me, of things you were hoping to get done this month. Is that fair? Yeah, that's uh, that was the goal. I'm calling it the uh, hollow, quarant- streaming while quarantining Halloweening. Countdown to Halloween list. Yes, that's the list. So these are basically shows and, and movies um, that I want to watch. Uh, before Halloween, and I also added some books that I will never be able to read in time, but I included um, anyway for uh, just for, for for balance's sake. Um, and I was open to maybe some more suggestions if you heard of anything that uh, that should be added to this list. Uh, this can be a, a live document that we can we can both you know add to if we if we need to to do that, but. This is a this is a good challenge if you want to follow it along at home. Um, how should we do this? You want to just go through everything on the list or one by one? Talk about if we've seen them or not. Before we do that, I put little check marks next to the one I've already seen. Now we're red. I mm-hmm. famously have like never watched movies. 
That's well known. Correct. Uh, before we get to the Halloween, I did want to just bring this up. This is kind of uh, a bit of a sidetrack, but humor me here. I watched a famous movie for the first time the other day. I, I did not know what compelled me, but I said, I'm going to put on a movie. And I'm curious your thoughts on that movie. Okay. Disney Plus. With you so far. Okay. Robert Zemeckis. 1980s. Groundbreaking film. <laughs> I think I know the movie. Okay. But I want you to keep going with the hints. Uh starred a famous character actor from England who kind of got a mini career in the U.S., but isn't like super widely known. He's actually known mostly for a flop more so than this movie. Uh, Vival goes west, right? No, that's uh, that's not Disney. That's I think that's no. DreamWorks. No, it's a live action movie, kind of. Okay. And it was from the 80s? Uh, it might have been 1990. Okay. Or 1988. Kind of. Kind of a live action movie. Kind of a live action movie starred, um, I don't want to, a very, a, a kind of a, a tale on Hollywood involving Walt Disney pictures. Robert Zemeckis directed. Christopher oh. Lloyd played the villain. This, this is, uh, this is definitely. Uh, the Aristocats. No, come on, buddy. You got to do Classic better. Movie. Starring Bob Hoskins, perhaps best known for Super Mario Brothers, but this was before that. And it's a Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a Walt Disney production. Give me one line from the movie. I don't think this line, this movie really has any famous quotes, <laughs> but let's just it, it involves cartoons. Oh, oh, okay. You saw, um, you saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There you go. You got it. I'd never seen it before. That was the first time. That's the movie. Yeah. Um, I have never seen that movie, Sean. I have never seen it. Um, I actually, it's, it's, it has been on my list for a very long time, but I, I have not, I have not ever seen it. I enjoyed it. It was I saw pretty good. Space Jam. Space Jam was great, and it's kind of a, a, a no, similar no, idea. No, no, no. Cartoons of people living I mean, together. I guess, this but I would also say no. Very big fan of Space Jam. Weren't they going to make a sequel to Space Jam? It's already shot. They shot it with LeBron James. It's in the can. They're. I think they're doing the animation now. It should be out in another year or two. Okay, I, I heard that was always. Uh, that had been like put on hold for a while. Nope, and they they shot it. Weird weird production stuff was last, happening with not it. Not this past summer, but the summer before. Space Jam Legacy, okay. I think it's called. Nice. That would be like a direct to DVD thing if it was really a. Uh, um, I think if direct to direct DVD was still a thing, but now it's just it just goes up on streaming. So. Yeah, I don't know how they're releasing this one. I mean, LeBron James, mm. pretty big star. Mm. Pretty big star. Uh, all right, Matt. Let's that that line of questioning went nowhere. So let's talk about your list here. What what would you like to discuss from your list, your streaming while quarantining list? All right, because um, I have not seen so, or am even aware of most, if not all, of these. Good, good. That's um, that's that's good that we we will talk about that then. So, um, we'll start with the movies. All right, um. 
So the very first movie, this is the only movie on the list I've watched so far. Yeah. Uh, it's called Midsummer or Midsummer. I've heard both pronunciations, but I, I think it's Midsummer. Um, this was a movie from Ari Aster. If you remember, he's the uh, the the director and creative mind behind Hereditary, oh, a movie that we watched for last year's. One we know um, well. Yes, indeed. Last year's, uh, I think, last year's Spooktober. Um, this was a very good movie. I, I don't want to give too much of it away. Um, well, I'm sure I'll share my opinions about it with you on next week's show. Um, this can be found on Amazon Prime. Is uh, where you where you could find mid Midsummer. Uh, basically, the plot is just that um, there is a uh, festival in Sweden, kind of like in the Swedish countryside, and um, these college kids go there for a uh, a good spring break, good time, and um, wacky shenanigans occur. I'll just say that because it's Ari Aster, um, so. Yeah, if you liked if you liked Hereditary, um, or even if you if you if you enjoyed some parts of it, you'll see a lot of the similar characteristics here. But yeah, yeah Midsummer. The the log line of the film it follows a group of friends who travel to Sweden for a festival that occurs once every ninety years, only to find themselves in the clutches of a pagan cult. Yeah, um, yeah. The the one the one thing I will say about this movie is don't watch the trailer. Mm. Because I I thought that the trailer the trailer of Hereditary was extremely effective because it it really looked like the trailer to a completely different movie. Like if you remember the trailer it centered around the girl and like well, yeah, how I mean that movie twists in the middle. She was and then and then spoiler alert you know she dies at, toward the end of the first act of the movie and then the 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 rest of the movie is a kind of the deals with the fallout of that. And and the and the con the connection to a demonic cult, um, but if you watch the if you watch the trailer to this movie, um, it doesn't give everything away, but it it just it I think it it definitely shows too much that uh, that you should probably just save going in just watching it. Sure, um, definitely doesn't ruin the movie, but it's it's not a great trailer. The 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 uh, doesn't do it justice. So go in go into this one cold. Um, that's the only movie I've seen from the list. Uh, the, the rest of them, I, I still plan on, on seeing, and I, I think I saved the best one for the last for this one. Um, the next one is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Does that ring any bells, Sean? You know, it's funny, Matt. That sounds, uh, it sounds familiar. I never read the books, mm. um, but I am familiar with their existence. You want to break that down for us? Yeah, so there was a uh, series of books, I believe a trilogy. Yep. Um, that hit hit shelves in the uh, late was it the late nineties, maybe mid to late nineties. Um, um uh, the first one extremely... was in nineteen eighty one, then eighty four, oh, wow. and then the last one was ninety one. Wow. Okay. So way earlier than I thought. I um I guess we just caught the tail end of it then, being nineties kids ourselves, where. It was it was kind of a I remember it being a thing um, where the library school library would have it but it was always taken out everybody always wanted to read it um, there was a there's a, a terrific documentary about the the books on Amazon Prime as well um, 
that talk about kind of the phenomenon around these books. Essentially, they were these really scary horror books tailored for for kids, for was young adults. But it was um, even creepier than the stories themselves were the illustrations in the books. If you look at um, just some of the illustrations are extremely unsettling and um, like uh, like like horrific images of like witches and people with dis disfigured limbs and and uh, misshapen faces and uh, weird like demonic animal looking things. It was a, it was a, I remember the 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 pictures being even scarier than the stories themselves. But yeah, it was it was essentially a, a collection of short stories that were were all horror based, uh, young adult urban legends. Hmm. Um, I just remember it being really popular. Would you, Sean, would you would you say that when you were a kid, was this a a, a known book? Did the phenomenon hit your corner of the, the world? No, I don't. I mean, really, I just think things like R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. I think like that in the sort of scary books. I know th this sounds scarier than that, just based on your description. But I think that was m much more popular than than this. Than this, I think. Yeah, Go Goosebumps was was absolutely yeah, absolutely head head over heels the, the more best selling series. But it, it also had the benefit of having more um, stories in the collection. Oh sure, this, is, this was just like a kind of a standalone trilogy. Um, this one, I, but see the thing. I think the difference is that your 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 mom heard you were like reading Goosebumps. She would buy you more Goosebumps books because she would like you to read. At the beginning of this this um, trend, I think if your mom heard you were reading this, this is one of those ones she might have heard on the news is like keep your kids away from this. This is like demonic or scary stuff. Well. Uh, so, Matt, according to Wikipedia, this series is listed by the American Library Association as being the most challenged book series of the 1990s and the seventh most challenged from the 2000s. Yes. Yeah, they mentioned that in the documentaries, that it's it was still, even going into the 2000s, uh, parent groups wanted it removed from school libraries. Mm -hmm. They wanted it locked behind uh, behind shelves, where it put, a, put, put in, in access areas where kids couldn't reach them in public libraries it was a, it was a big uh, a big deal it was kind of like the like the catcher of the rye of its day i guess just for merit of being a banned book um, controversial book for sure i don't know how the movie is i know guillermo del toro uh, had a hand in um, working on it and uh, the the i think the costume design or set design or he, something he like that he has a story by credit Okay. Yeah, he's so he's involved in some way. Um, so that's that's I, I I haven't really heard much from this movie. I don't really know personally. I don't know anybody that went and saw it when it was in theaters. It kind of just came and went um, last year. So that's something also worth checking out. It's on also on Amazon Prime. And they're working on a sequel. Indeed. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I was reading the description, the plot. So I'm just going to be up front here. Probably not going to watch any of these movies unless you make me. Uh, so I'm reading all the plot descriptions. Uh, this movie sounds really messed up. Um, and and to me, unpleasant, which means there's someone out there who's going to really enjoy it. So th it certainly sounds aggressive. Yeah, this... Uh, I, I, I try to go in... Um, I try to go in as... Uh, 
I think ever since midsummer, I've tried to, to take these with like not watching the trailer or not going in with too much information. So uh, we will see uh, how we will see how how uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, the next one is the witch. Is this um, the one? The witch is. I think also. Um, this this one's been around for a while. This is not a um, twenty fifteen. Yeah, this one's been around for a while. I, this is a personal one that I just never got to. Um, I, I have had it on my list for a, a very long time, and uh, yeah, I just never got around to see it. It was uh, it it's a um, it's 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 a kind of on the shorter side. It's only an hour and thirty minutes, hour thirty two minutes. So it's a. Uh, uh, a shorter shorter movie um it's it takes place in puritan new england actually in um 17th century uh i i heard that the um all of the dialogue is um p uh, time period authentic period appropriate like it's all all like language and and verbiage that would be used back in the um 16th century or the 17th century back then so um I, I also heard that this was this is another slow burn that it's uh it you really have to kind of watch it for the build-up and then that things kind of kind of go loose and go wacky in the last half of the movie which i i learned from watching hereditary i really like that style of horror that it's not just constant like in your face like jump scare jump scare jump scare it's it really like requires you to, to pay attention to like subtleties in the movie and then it kind of earns its its big moments toward the end where everything kind of just goes goes haywire. I think it gives you an opportunity to kind of get to know the the characters more and then you then you actually feel something when um, they're you know running away from whatever it is they're running away from. Um yeah, it's uh, it's direct, oh, yeah. it's directed by Robert Eggers, who recently directed The Lighthouse. If you heard about that with uh, Robert Pattinson uh, and Willem Dafoe, that's right. That Another well-regarded uh, film, the black and white one. That was the big, uh, yeah, the big. Um, I think the big got the the, the big uh, person they they had for this uh, for this movie back then. Um, and I, I I enjoyed the White House. I, uh, the White House. The Lighthouse. I thought the Lighthouse was a. Um, I thought the lighthouse was a very good film uh, for what it was, and and I, I, I like the stuff that they did with it. Um, took a lot of risks, but um, that's the witch. Yeah, and I've I've heard good things about this one too. If you were going to get me to watch one of these movies, this would definitely be higher on my list because I do like a little bit more of the slow burn. If it's going to be gory, I want it like '80s Freddy Krueger over the top gory, not like realistic. Like make you throw up, gory. Um, okay. And, and so this being a little bit of a slower burn um, is is definitely much more in my alley. So um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, next up is Slenderman. This one I was I was I, I actually ju I just threw it on the list because I saw the um, it recommended that you watch. I, I honestly, if I if I were to pick one that I probably won't watch, it's this one. It really didn't look very good. The, I, I watched the trailer for this, and I wasn't really impressed by it. Um, it, it is. It just follows the Slenderman lore, and it's a story about two kids that 
I guess something about they get trapped by Slenderman. If you want a better Slenderman experience, probably the best one that I've ever encountered is Marble Hornets. Oh yeah, it's a um, I remember a, that a series on YouTube. That was a, a very big trend trending uh, a, a series. Uh, I think back when we were in college, still like did they ever finish a that? While ago. They did. They wrapped. They did wrap it up. Um, uh, maybe like 2013, something like that. 2014, maybe. So, um, it. Uh, yeah that that was a, that was way better done in my opinion. And um, if if anything, it went on a little too long. But they did it, 133 it, it, videos on Marble Hornets. Yeah. See, so it uh it definitely is. I think if if you're looking for that, maybe find like some kind of highlight. I wonder if they have like a highlight, like a like a condensed version of of Marble Hornet somewhere. I well, recommend they, that. They made a they made a movie that is essentially a film adaptation of the web series. Okay, all right. So maybe maybe that's worth checking out instead. I don't think this. this I, I I I very much doubt this uh, this movie is going to do anything for anyone. I I probably won't check it out, but. It is available on also on on Amazon Prime if you're if you're interested. The Witch. I want to go back to that. I think it's on Netflix. I could be wrong. I might have also seen it on Amazon Prime. This, these might all just be Prime watches. But um, speaking of streaming, I, I recently acquired HBO Max. Oh, congrats! Uh, I, have joined, I have joined the HBO Max uh, crowd. So the, the HBO Max um, family. I haven't had a chance to look at what what kind of spooky stuff is on there, but if you have any recommendations, then uh, I'm always open to, to hearing spooky or otherwise. Well, I was going to say, kind of I have recommendations for that. I have great recommendations. Nothing spooky though. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll let me throw. You want two or three? Give me three. All right, here's three for you. Uh, two of them are animated, so this is fun. Number one, Harley Quinn. Started as a DC Universe show, moved over to HBO Max. Really, I'm not a big fan of Harley Quinn in general as a character, but the show is very smart, very funny. Um, I believe there's two seasons uh, streaming on there. They go by quick, very enjoyable, very well regarded. Number two, documentary, Class Action Park, uh, telling the story of Action Park in New Jersey. Good documentary. It really makes you think. Uh, they do a, They actually do a good job. There's a little bit of a twist about two-thirds of the way through it in the tone of it, um, where they go from like, it's not a spoiler, but you know, they go from like, dude, this is crazy. Can you believe this? To like, no, people actually died, and it's kind of not <laughs> funny. And it really does that thing of like, is nostalgia like something we should feel good about? It's actually, it's better than it has any business being. I actually, I have that one on my list already. That was already like instantly recommended to me by like five people people so I, I definitely want to check that out that's like the top of my list for sure yeah that's that one's awesome uh and then my last one it's a bit of an oddball infinity train uh another animated series started on cartoon network moved over to hbo max again a very mature I'm, i've really gotten into the like animation for adults but not in the like adult way so that smart sort of depressing animation um, and Infinity Train is really one of those like thinker series where it's like, oh man, there's something really clever and smart going on here. Uh, and the third season of it just premiered on HBO Max. So Infinity Train, that's another pick for you. Cool. Okay. I'll have to. I'll I'll, I'll add those to the list. That uh, that Infinity Train sounds like it speaks to me a little bit. I noticed they have a ton of speaking of animation, a ton of uh, 
Miyazaki movies on. on yes, um, they are the exclusive. They, they he said he was never going to stream any of his stuff, and HBO Max must have backed up the Brinks truck and got him to to open up the <laughs> vault. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I watched a couple of. I watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service God, over the weekend. So I've never seen any of those movies. Do you think that'd be a fun series to do on the show? I do. I I I think I think so. I I love Miyazaki movies. Hmm. I think they're great. So it's fun to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll keep that keep that in in our in our minds. Um, the last one is not an HBO Max, and it is not a Amazon Prime, and it is not a Netflix show. As a matter of fact, Sean, the only place that you will find our next pick is exclusively on Shutter. Matt, I mean, there was no chance I was going to watch it before, and I, I just, you could not have made it any less <laughs> you likely. You now have to pay for an additional streaming service. Um, but I I, uh, I haven't really decided if I'm going to commit, uh, honestly. If I did, I, I might just do the free month trial just to watch this, because I was I was intrigued by it. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm somewhat of a horror guy, um, especially around this time. I think it's, it's time appropriate, and... Um, for sure around this time, but I love, I love reading horror books. I love watching horror movies. Um, this really, really spoke to me. Um, it's called host. Um, it is, let me just pull it up. Yep. It's called host. It is a very short, it's only 57 minutes long. Um, film that was exclusively produced during the quarantine, which was why why it intrigued me. Um, the whole movie takes place in a series of Zoom calls with a, a, like a group of friends, um, and they follow like a typical horror story, like a kind of like spooky stuff is happening or th things are going on, and um, they hire a medium to do a seance via via a Zoom call, but, but then they get far more than they bargained for. So. I think it's just like a couple of friends are bored during the quarantine and they do to do something cool. They hire like a, like a, a fortune teller, or like a, a seance person. They, they interact with spirits and stuff over the call. I'm just, I'm more interested in this just to see how they, how they do it. And I, the, the one person that told me about this, I, I heard about it on a podcast, a different podcast. And, um, they seemed very, um, like they went in intrigued and they were impressed. They said it was very well done for what it is being only 57 minutes long, essentially like a student film. Um, and, and, and kind of using this medium, like just using zoom during the quarantine to, to make the pull the horror off. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they, how they do something like that. Nice. Now, have you watched, I know that there has been a trend over the last couple of years of these, like, only in computer films, horror films. Have you ever watched any of the other ones? Um, no, because they think they, the only one I remember is the email one. It was that you've got mail. No, or something like that. <laughs> no, that horrible. was the Tom Hanks, uh, Meg Ryan. Oh, movie yeah. You got mail. Speaking of Tom Hanks. No, yeah. you think, was it, I know what you're talking about. It wasn't surf fan. Was it? No, I think was that the one. I thought that was the one with, like the internet stalker. Oh, maybe it was. Where, what is the, uh, the white? There was one I remember, white noise, but that wasn't really about the internet. I think that was more about like 
just hearing creepy sounds and well, there's unfriended was I think the recent yep. one that people really liked. Um, what else? I just quickly uh, Google this unfriended the den face to face. What's the one where the profile? The like yeah, the girl is like her, becomes her roommate, but then searching. She, like searching. No, I, but are you talking about like single white female? No, no, no. The the one where the she becomes like, like a the person's roommate, but she like stalked her and then tries to become her. Yeah, that's single white female. Is that is that what that is? Okay. I, that doesn't take place on the internet really at all. Well, she uses the internet to get all the information, right? That's like true, but it's, it on, doesn't on like take place on the. But okay, but that's a 1992 film. When did you see Single White Female? Okay, this is we're not talking about the no, same. film. No, what are you? We're not talking about the same film. I, that I'll that to, is the plot. I'll look it up. This one okay. had to do with like Facebook, though. Like they like she mm. she like stalked her profile and then like started oh. dressing like her. On the Maybe Wiki- it was a remake. Here you go on the Single White Female Wikipedia page. It says. The 2011 film The Roommate was criticized for being That's a, it. quote, cheap remake of Single White okay. Female. That's the movie I was thinking of, was The Roommate. Okay. Um, so, no, to answer your question, I have not seen any of these internet films. Um, but I, it sounds like maybe – you think any of them are worth checking out? Have you, you, seen, know, have you seen them? I, I have not. I don't watch movies. But uh, I will say Searching, which came out uh, in 2018, was supposed to – exceptionally good and one of the few times they really made the concept work where it does take it in place entirely on a computer screen. Um, and so I was, I was curious that, you know, if they finally said, Hey, this was the way to go. Um, if searching is worth watching. Hmm. Uh, But but I would also love to see some of the like 2005 esque only on computer film where the technology just doesn't make any sense for that sort of thing. Um, cause I know there were some back then that, that I'm sure a hoot to go back and watch now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, you know, there's going to be crappy CG and you know, there's going to be crappy, um, well, it's going to be like, there's going to be crappy hacker hackers, di- dial up webcams and like yeah. all kinds of, you know, logging out to AOL and one of the friends is going to be a hacker, which means he just types on a keyboard for like three minutes. And this guy like, just messaged me up. on aim out of nowhere. He knew everything <laughs> about me. Yeah, that, I would. Yeah, I would absolutely just see how dated a movie like you that know, is. That actually is a good idea for a movie made today. That sort of lampoons internet, like in the late '90s, early 2000s, as a horror film. I wonder. I kind of like that as an. That's an interesting idea. With like maybe maybe they hear like a ghost in their dial-up connection sound. Mm, yeah, interesting. Um. Yeah, I'll have to check. Maybe if I maybe maybe if I bite the bullet and I get that month subscription to Shutter, then I'll I'll uh, I'll see if they have any internet based genre on there. A lot of good stuff. I've heard I have heard there's um there's some interesting stuff to check out. The only problem is that I yeah I'm I'm not usually game for many horror movies outside of just this, exclusively like this time of year. Like I, I can't watch. I'm not what kind of person that would watch a horror movie on like christmas morning or something or like on a random tuesday in july like Mm. it's very much a time and place but um yeah those are all my movie picks uh my my list of uh streaming while quarantining halloweening picks for the movies um the books i didn't have too many for books uh house of leaves is on here 
that's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, if you ever want to check that out, um, if you want to want a wacky horror book that is, I, I don't even want to explain it. Like I think um, it, it, it's it's kind of beyond explaining, really. Um, I don't even know if I don't even know. I'll put it this way: I don't even know if like I can even call it a book. Okay, now you're just out of control. Yes, this is why it's uh yeah if you if you if you like even read anything about what House of Leaves is it's it's just a it's an experience more than anything else. Hmm. Um, but it's it's absolutely worth worth checking out. It it is a trip, and it is it is unlike anything I think I've ever um, encountered. So that's uh, that's House of Leaves. Um, I read it uh, years ago, but I, I put it back on this list just for uh, just for fun because it is something I think I think maybe uh, we, uh, I was I was amazed, Sean, that you got into um, the uh, Wind Up Bird with yeah. um, uh, 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 why can't I think of his name right now? That guy, our 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 favorite Japanese Murakami. Yeah. Yes. So if you like Murakami, this is like the horror version of, of Murakami, oh. but also on on drugs. Well, so, I'm going to add it to my wish list. Cool. That's great. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, something else for sure. So the other book I put on here, The Stand, I this is a book I started actually two years ago. I started listening to the audio book, the audio version, and I never finished it. I, and a matter of fact, I didn't even come close to finishing it. It's one of one of Stephen King's longer books. One of the, sometimes he he writes just like giant like massive tomes. This is one of them. Um, I thought it was very topical because it deals with a an outbreak of a of a deadly virus mm-hmm. that uh, ends up like wiping out almost all of humanity, and um, there's only like a like a couple of select people that are left that uh, kind of wander around the countryside. Uh, like I said, I never finished it. I, I think I, I want to. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the year to do it because it might just be too too damn real. Um, it's the Stand by uh, by Stephen King. Stephen King, are you a big Stephen King guy? I am. I I I, I don't think his books are that scary. I have to say, I, I I like him from a from a a writer. I think he's a great writer. Obviously, a talented writer. Um, I I think I I I enjoy his books. I don't really. I haven't. I haven't found one that has like terrified me to the core yet. And I've. I've read a good bit of them. I think they're just more weird than scary. Yeah, they're more. I. Th- I would say they're more in the thriller section than like horror. Mm-hmm. Um, the, his his version of horror is very like human, uh, humanistic. It's like we're all we we all suck a little bit on the inside. We're all kind of shitty. So like. Uh, for for one reason or another, and and he kind of brings that out to the surface uh, in in his books. But they're very good, very well written. You know what's weird is um, when it comes to Stephen King. I've actually, and as I I'm like scrolling through the his bibliography, I have probably read more of his short story collections than I have his actual full books. Really, I read. I had a, a a handful of his short story collections as a as a younger man, uh, and read through them and enjoyed them quite a lot. 
I can't say I've I've read many of his short stories, but um, well, uh, many of them have, but like the Langoliers, and some of these have been adapted into other works or expanded. Um, I think what's the uh, what's the other one where it's like the big like the fog that eats people? Is that him? Yeah, the mist. The mist. That was a short story, right? Yes, you're right. That was that was a short story adapted to to film. Yeah, um, there there are mm-hmm. a, a bunch of. I got to go back and reread those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I would say I, I think one of my favorite movies of all time is one of his less known is The Running Man, uh, one of his lesser known books. That's I would love to do a live commentary on that. I love that movie. It's so okay. stupid. The Running Man, the no, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, Richard Dawson Running Man movie. Was that a Stephen King? Yeah, he he wrote The Running Man, wow. one of his shortest books. It's like a super short book, but yes, that's like, what, that's yeah. what they turned into the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, I I I've seen a good amount of of his movies. Uh, read a, read a fair amount of his books as well, but there's always more. He's one of those authors that I I had no idea how many books and stories he has written over over the years. That man is like constantly writing. He's like the exact opposite of George R. R. Martin. Yep. He writes, yeah. frankly, too much. He could yeah. use a break. I feel bad for the guy. Slow down. Yeah, I feel like he, he he should probably chill out a little bit. I follow him on Twitter. He has some very, very interesting things to say on, on Twitter. He's going to be very political. He's a very political-minded guy. Well, um, you know what's really funny is, and this is like such a me thing, but uh, when I was a kid – kid when i was in my younger days uh i wasn't a big stephen king guy i was a big dean Koontz guy oh do you know dean Koontz, the poor man stephen king i thought he wrote like crime novels wasn't he like a crime guy like pat Pattinson, patterson no oh, no no, no. he did it, but it, no it was like kind of that weird not really sci-fi not really fantasy but sort of like horror non-realistic horror i guess is how i would describe it oh um Another guy who writes like three books a year. Uh, I always thought he was like a Dave Baldacci, like detective crime stuff. Maybe I never, I never read any of his stuff. No, but. no, he's definitely, I really think calling him the poor man, Stephen King is very accurate. Uh, okay. Where the books aren't as good, but they're still good. But I read a ton of Dean Coots, like a, an irresponsible Coots. amount uh, because the books went by so fast because they were thick, but he writes in a very like light style, so you just go through them really fast. And there was a lot of good ones in there. Yeah, I I, I find Stephen King extremely readable. Like he's very accessible. Oh yeah, you, you could just pick him up. And I have finished like Stephen King books like in in the same day. It's, but some it, of them yeah. are very. I mean, I remember specifically one of the few full books of his I read, The Tommy Knockers. Um, that's a five hundred and fifty eight page book. I mean, some of these are long, needful things, <laughs> 690 pages, you know? Um, yeah. Dreamcatcher, 620. I think the um, the stand is up there as well. Uh, according to Wikipedia, 823 pages. His longest I see in here, it, 1,138 pages. That can't be oh, yeah. right. Yeah, no, it's that's that's right. It is it, it, insanely, it's insanely long. Um, I think unnecessarily so that, that I never, I've never read it just for that reason. Yeah. The stand is 823 pages. Yep. So almost 500,000 words. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it, they, they do read fast. Like, uh, 
it's you know it's not like reading a like, 823 technical manual no, or but something. But they're fun, you know, and that's why I like Dean Koontz as well, where it's like real horror books are like usually either thinkers or scarers. But Stephen King, they they really are fun to some degree. I mean, I, yeah. like you said, you don't walk away feeling scared, but I also never walked away like, wow, that was deep. You know, it's not about no. that. It's just like, wow, that was entertaining. They're entertaining. I think there's story pieces. They they tell like these stories of these fictional people that that uh, usually have have a lot of messed up things going on in their heads and uh, and or their realities. So, well, I think that's um, why they adapt to movies so well. Yes. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Um, they're 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 very. Uh, yeah. Like personal individual pieces about different uh, uh, situations. So uh, I had actually, I had another another um, King on here. I had Bag of Bones, which I, I read last year, which mm. is pretty good, but I took it off because um, I had read it already. But that's another, that was another good one. I thought that, that one um, surprised me. I think the ending was not really what I expected it was going to be. Um, and if, if I could put, on, if I could make a book the, this was kind of like the book version of a movie like Hereditary, where it was a very slow build up to the till the end, and then it really like the last act of the movie, just every or the last act of the book, really like all hell literally broke loose and um, just crazy things happen. I, I I definitely like that. I find that that's really the style I enjoy when it comes to horror is that really slow burn. Um, Till you get to the end and then just kind of have fun with it. Um, but yeah. And then there's the shadows, which I, I actually, I started today reading this book and I, I went in with the intention of, okay, on my lunch break, let me just read like um, the introduction so that I could have something to talk about on the podcast about this, this book. Mm -hmm. I ended up reading the first five chapters because I was, uh, Kind of like really hooked on it. Um, it really hooked me. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go read more. Uh, it's, it's that kind of a book. Um, it's a – so far from what I can tell, it is a mystery, uh, sci-fi, horror, fantasy kind of book about a group of boys and their – kind of their friendship that develops because they're all bullied Um and, and they kind of grow closer together because of that shared experience. But one of them may have like psychic powers. That's kind of what I can tell so far going oh. on in the book. Um, and uh, I, I'm really liking it because it, it flashes perspective between this kid and this police officer woman who is, is trying to, to like figure out what's what happened in this uh, this murder scene. That I don't really know too much about yet, but I'm I'm really liking the change in perspective. It goes from like the kid to 25 years later, where this police detective is trying to figure out a mystery, and um, that's called again. It's called The Shadows, and it was written by uh, Alex North. So I I, uh, I recommend that. It it's it's new. It just came out this past July. Hmm. It was released on, on July 7th of this past year. So I would I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, check it out. It's uh it's not the uh, this author's first book. He's written a few before this one. Um but yeah, check out The Shadows. 
Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear your full report when you wrap it up. Um, Indeed. Yeah. That's great. You've been Is generally other... good with book recommendations. So I trust your judgment. His other famous book was called The Whisper Man. Mm. That's his other other famous work there. So you think, maybe you check think, that one You out think too. The Whisper Man knows The Slender Man? Uh, yeah, they probably, probably pen pals or something they like that. They hang out on the weekends or something. Maybe they chat over AIM. Hey, AIM will send a message. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, Movie about uh, Matt, I will quickly just re-up. Um, I talked on our summer book club last year about Horns by Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Uh, although he's yes. much more than just that. Um, uh, one of the few horror books I have read and really enjoyed. Um, so if you are looking for an additional read, you should definitely check that out. Um, all right, Matt, we're just about at the top of the hour here. So now comes the painful part for me. Which of these movies or books are you going to make me participate in? Sean? Now, if you let me choose, I actually, there is one on this list that I'm like, okay, I'm on board for. But it's your list. So if you want to subject me to some of these, I can't stop you. Okay. I, I I know that you said you were really up for the witch. I would so we'll I would do that. Leave yes. that on there. You seem and I honestly of all of the everything every pick of every movie and book, the witch intrigues me the most. Um, the witch definitely intrigues me the most. It's it's been the one that I've like long put off. The only issue is like I would I would go to try to watch it and then it would be like it doesn't really feel like folly or like Halloweenish or like yeah exactly I. I, it had to. It has to be like just so. Uh-huh. So I'd be like, well, the day it's a little warm for a, for a, a cold like Halloween scary movie. Um, so that's actually the reason I put it off for like five years. So hopefully we get a good fall cold day soon where I can I can feel like I should watch The Witch. So um, I won't make you watch scary stories to tell in the dark. I think that too scary that one. Um, might be too scary. I think that maybe you, you might you might get nightmares and well. Um, how about we do the get your homework done? I don't I don't want to I don't want to throw off your rhythm here. But mm-hmm. famously, last year we watched six horror movies. You picked three. I picked three. I thought it was a yeah. wild success. Okay. Well, and what if we took one off of your list and then I added one to your list? Ah, uh, yeah. I think that that sounds good to me. I didn't know you had any in the uh, up your sleeve. I've but got if you do, a, I've got I would, a, uh, I would absolutely say. I've got a few that I would love to watch and talk about. So why don't why don't we for next week hopefully there'll be a day between now and then you can watch the witch and we'll do the witch next week. Um okay. and then uh, the following week we'll do uh we'll do my movie. How's that sound? Do you have a do you have a movie picked out or uh, are I, we I do. Find Should out? I if you would like me to reveal it now, I will. Yeah, let's uh let's hear the reveal. It, it, it is a, a classic horror film, 1988, turned into a massive franchise, um, a, a, a slasher film, uh, a bit of a goofy one, uh, a bit of a goofy one, but I think that's what's fun about it. Um, Child's Play, a.k.a. Chucky. Oh, and I've never seen Chucky, you know, actually. I got to tell you, I, so I've only seen little bits and pieces. I've never seen the movie end to end, but it is, it is, it's campy but it's also a little bit of comedy but it also is scary in parts and you'll notice a lot of tropes you see in later horror movies come from this movie so i think it'll be a really fun one for us to watch and uh and talk about i mean they made like nine of these movies so okay um okay that's yeah that's my um 
Good. All right. So I'll, we'll we'll both watch The Witch. We'll watch Child's Play. Um, I feel I really feel strongly about uh, Midsummer. I think you maybe even if we don't talk about it on the show, I because because we both saw Hereditary. I really want I I basically I just want somebody to talk about this movie with pretty much like nobody I know has seen it and um, I, uh, I I absolutely want to want to have somebody share their opinion with uh, with me about Midsummer. Okay. Um, I will make it's, it's the kind of movie that um, you could like talk about for we could do a whole episode about it I think but Matt, I will commit to you we'll do the witch we'll do child's play and I will in the next couple of weeks watch Midsommar even if we talk about it offline just as friends I will Very- uh, I will watch that movie for you because you nicely asked thank you Sean You're, you know thank what buddy you. for you what's what's two hours of my life right yeah see that's why I'm a official host official mug host mug yes that's me for for the show name that doesn't exist anymore it hasn't existed yeah. for years. Or our our retired Goldilocks Zone Mug. Still a great name that nobody understood. <laughs> Too clever for our own good. Yeah, you probably should have vetoed it. You probably should hey, have look, said, Hey, look, all the other I ideas. Nobody's going to know what that means. Matt, I wish I had kept the paperwork of all the other names we had proposed because that that was the best name, which says a lot. Yeah, we, we, we didn't workshop it very well. So instead we went with the ultra generic up for debate. Up uh, for debate. Where we always agree on everything. Yes, except like ha- except Halloween. Yeah, that's that was this was a hot that was a hot button issue. That I am, was uh, so divisive. Uh, I have a team. I'm a manager. I have a team, and uh, one of the members of my team is a Halloween fanatic. Like has dressed up her cube with wow. lights and with leaves and with pumpkins and bats and all kind like the biggest Halloween nerd you've ever met in your life. And I'm like. As the manager, I have to stress that line between like I can't, I can't, I can't like dampen all creativity, but I also can't be like you. You're kind of overdoing it. Like it's weird and not vaguely not appropriate, <laughs> even though it doesn't break the rules. But I'm also a Halloween Grinch, so it's very, it's very awkward. I I um I made a coffee run the other day, and I was like, oh, anyone want anything? And someone said, yeah, give me a pumpkin spice latte. I felt so basic going through the drive-through line and being like, oh, can I get a pumpkin spice latte? It's like, oh. Ugh. I, uh, I, 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 I hate that I love the pumpkin spice stuff. Pumpkin I'm is actually, a bad I'm the, flavor. I'm at the point where I'm getting kind of sick of it, though. Like it's, it's now it's reached like, it always, always does that. It's like late September. It's like, ooh, pumpkin spice is back, and then now we're in mid October, and it's like, ah, I don't want to get pumpkin spice. I'm gonna go for a mocha or something else this time. Like, uh, switch it up because it, it, it there is a saturation point with it. And I think I've I've hit that point. Mark um, my mark my words. Twenty twenty one, the year of Apple. Apple's coming back as a flavor in twenty twenty one. Fall twenty twenty one, Apple is back, baby. I believe it. The I, superior fall goes, flavor. It it pairs well with cinnamon, and I already saw. I already see like the Apple stuff is is already starting to take off. Well, what drives me? Uh, we could do a whole episode on this, but what drives me crazy about pumpkin? And the fall is it's pumpkin spice. It's not pumpkin. If I said to you, Matt, I, would you like a pumpkin flavored coffee or a pumpkin spice flavored coffee? You would choose a pumpkin spice. If I said, Matt, would you like a pumpkin flavored coffee or a spice flavored coffee? You would take the spice flavored coffee. Pumpkin is a bad flavor, period. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of it is really psychological. Like it's you're drinking cinnamon is what you're drinking. You're drinking cinnamon and being told it's pumpkin. Right. Um 
because you're right. Pumpkins are gross. Like nobody is going to just eat scoop stuff out of a pumpkin and eat it. Even pumpkin pie, you have to put like a lot of spices and stuff but in even, to make it taste good. But even Butter that, it's like, but that has real pumpkin in it. You know what I mean? Like the thing about artificial, it's like artificial watermelon doesn't really taste like watermelon. It just tastes really good. Like if you're going to make a fake like pumpkin sugar. flavor, like make it taste like good. That's a documentary I would absolutely watch. Like the, how they flavor things and the, the, psycho, the psychology behind oh, sure. flavoring. Like I, I heard somewhere that, um, Oh, some wild thing that that uh one of the flavors is is the the same as another flavor. They just tell you that it's different and like psychologically you believe it. I forget what it was. For sure. I think it was like a Jolly Rancher where it's like the the cherry and the blueberry. Maybe it was it was something like crazy. It blew my mind. I was well, like I couldn't believe. There's that thought experiment like, from years ago that uh, Fruit Loops uh, are all the same flavor. But most mm-hmm. people, yes, they're like, oh, the red ones taste one way and the blue ones taste. It's like, yes. no, they're all literally the exact same Psychologically, flavor. Psychologically, yeah, you th- you think you think of it as uh, as different. Maybe it was Skittles. There was one Skittle that was like the lemon. Maybe it was the lemon and the lime Skittles are the that exact same. That would not same surprise flavor. me at all. It I would totally believe that. If you told like, me that, I'm like, ah. okay, I see that. Yeah, I, I want something like that. There was I was just kind of blown away by, by that fact. I mean, Skittles like, does have some of the most like unnatural flavors known to man. Have you tried the yogurt-covered Skittles? I don't like Skittles in general. Like, even They're classic Skittles. Or Starburst. Like, none of that kind of artificially fruit stuff. If I'm going for candy, I don't want, like, the fake fruit nonsense. No, I, I'm more of a chocolate guy as well. Um, or even, like, gum or mints. But it's like, I just... If, if anyone was like, oh, hey, you want some Skittles? I'd be like, mm, no. No, I don't. Remember Runts? Have you ever had Runts? Runts. I haven't had... I have <laughs> had Runts. I haven't had Runts in a long time, but... Yeah. Um, but they are more of a chalky candy, if I remember correctly. They, they're more so not, than a skittle. Yeah, I'm not. They're like the ones that are shaped like real fruit, but yeah. they just you, you chew them up, and they they're basically just like sugar. Well, and the famous just Runt's like bananas, which I'm sure you know mm-hmm. the story behind those. Um, I I think I did at one point. Did well, they they cause like diarrhea or something yes that's exactly right yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, no it is an interesting flavor story though because uh, most people say runts bananas don't taste like bananas they taste better but the flavor so the banana we have today is very different from the bananas we used to have the old bananas basically went extinct and now we have the new bananas this is kind of i'm generalizing the runts flavor is incredibly accurate to the old bananas that have gone extinct and don't exist anymore Oh, and so that's why it like, oh, this is a really good banana flavor, but it doesn't taste like real bananas. It it did taste like a real banana we used to have, just not oh, the new bananas. Yes. Now I really want to try that. It's I a wanna, great story. I, I recommend try. read the details of it because, like, by the way, how like the most it used to be the most common variety of banana. We kind of bred it out of existence because people like this other banana. Right. Um, okay. But the fact that that was the original flavor was based on it's an interesting story. So that is interesting. Yeah. And I, now, I, now I want to try a Runt's banana. It is, find them on eBay. It is a different flavor. I think they still make. I mean, it's one of those old timey candies, uh, like Necco wafers, or like why do oh, they yeah. still make this type thing? You know what I haven't had in a long time? Dots. Let me see if I can go buy some dots. Are those the like little, little the little uh, gumdrop looking things? Yeah, those were awful. Like those, that was not. They were, just destroy your teeth. Those <laughs> that and milk duds were the Halloween candy where you're like, I'm not gonna eat this. Yeah, like who's I, the I idiot giving out dots? That that was just like your your neighbor wants you to have cavities. Basically, your neighbor just does not care. 
and just wants me. You ever have the neighbor that forgot to buy candy, so they just give you like a dollar? I think my, my all-time favorite trick-or-treat option is the – did you ever have the can of soda people? No. No, I did not. We had a couple people in my old childhood soda town can. who would literally give you like a can of Sierra Mist. Oh. Trick or treat. And you're like putting your <laughs> bag and you're like, I'm not, what am I supposed to do with it? Because it's like Thanks. at least like a dollar or even like raisins. You're like, okay, I get where you're coming from. But like, I feel like a can of soda is more expensive than just buying candy. Like I don't get, yeah. I don't get it. Very weird. That is, yeah. I've had, I've had fruit. I've had like apples that I threw out instantly. I've had, um. Like peanut butter crackers like, and sort of like the non-chalk, you know, like the healthy yeah. kind of. A one one house did give out the candy cigarettes. That was Ooh, a bold move that uh that was is not fun. allowed to have. Um, wax lips, which I hated Ooh. and always thought were point. Pointless. Now you're going you're going back. Yeah, really didn't get the wax lips. Those were not. Let's not candy. That's wax. So um, yeah, the the best best house highlight of my entire like career trick or treating. A full size, full size baby Ruths. Oh, baby, like like baby Ruths, grown up adult size baby Ruths. Yeah, or maybe they were paydays. Baby Ruths. No, they were baby Ruths. Baby Ruths for sure. I, you know, I kind of get the fun of the full size candy bar, but also like, I'm just a big variety guy. But I would kind of like like six different kinds of mini candy than I would one large bar of. It's also that adult thing where it's like if you handed me a, I don't know last time I ate a full size candy bar like a full size Snickers. Like if you gave that to me, I don't know if I could eat the whole thing in one sitting. Oh yeah, I, I mean this was when I was like nine, so I think I did, but nothing happened because I was nine. I probably just was ran around my block or something. Rode my bike after that. Um, Charleston shoes. Did no one gives? Don't tell me someone gave you a Charleston <laughs> shoe. That can't yeah, be a I thing. Would, I would probably usually have a house that would I'd get a Charleston shoe or, or something like that. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't. It's believe better it. than like the generic like. I don't think they come in the assorted packs. You have to like specifically seek out and buy Charleston shoes. Mm, gross. Very gross. I'm trying to uh, – we're just about out of time. I'm trying to find, though, because I wanted to end on this. There was a, a, a wonderful article from years ago. Um, it was like a Dear Abby-type column where some woman wrote um, – oh, here, D Dear Prudy. Uh, this is from Slate.com. Um, and I just, I saved this cause I just loved it so much. And I think it's a nice note to end on, but it says, dear Prudence, I live in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the country, but on one of the more modest streets, mostly doctors and lawyers and family business owners. I have noticed that on Halloween, what seems like 75% of trick or treaters are clearly not from this neighborhood. Kids arrive in overflowing cars from less fortunate areas. I feel this is inappropriate. Halloween isn't a social service or a charity in which I have to buy candy for less fortunate children. Obviously, this makes me feel like a terrible person, but what's the big deal about making less fortunate kids happy on a holiday? But it just bugs me because we already pay more than enough taxes towards actual social services. Should Halloween be a neighborhood activity or is it legitimately a free-for-all in which people hunt down the best candy grounds for their kids? Wow. This is the answer. And, and I, just, I, I just think this is 
In the urban, uh, dear, dear this person, in the urban neighborhood where I used to live, families who were not from the immediate area would come in fairly large groups to trick-or-treat on our streets, which were safe, well-lit, and full of people overstocked with candy. It was delightful to see the Little Mermaids, Spider-Mans, Ghosts, and the occasional axe murderer excitedly run up and down our front steps, having the time of their lives. So we'd spend an extra 20 bucks to make sure we had enough candy for kids who weren't as fortunate as ours. There you are on the impoverished side of Greenwich or Beverly Hills with the other struggling lawyers, doctors, and business owners. Your wine, your wine uh, makes me kind of wish that people from the actual poor side of town come this year, not with scary costumes, but with real pitchforks. Stop being callous and miserly and go to Costco, you cheapskate, and get enough candy to fill the bags of the kids who come one day a year to marvel at how the 1% live. Whoa. When was the, how, is, is that, a, that a recent article? Uh, that was from 2014. Okay. Dang. Yeah, I, I could tell the, the 1%, that's like a very... 2014 It's like thing, a very yeah. early 2010s, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I think it's a good sentiment. Wow. Um, and it, it's true. You know, I, I can be a Halloween Grinch, but I guess it is a holiday that makes children happy, so who am I to be a jerk about it? So go out, yeah. be safe. I mean, we're going to have like two episodes before Halloween, so I don't know why I'm doing this now, but, um, <laughs> but we're going to be back next week with The Witch... Uh, which is going to be, I'm, I'm truly excited to watch. So that'll be a hoot. Join us then. Uh, but we're going to wrap up this week right here. Up for debate.tv is our website. Go there, check out the past episodes, including uh, Sh- uh, Sean Tember, which by the way, Matt, I do expect a rain check for my last week of Sean Tember uh, that I will you cash in at some point later this year. Uh, we will. Uh, and so uh, you can also follow us at up for debate TV on Twitter and email us up for debate TV at gmail.com. But that does it. So on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us on this spooky episode. We'll see you next week for some scary movies here on Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.